Let's talk porn from a woman's perspective. A woman who has been set free and is looking to help other men and women become free as well by giving some spiritual and practical ways on how to overcome the sin of pornography for good. Oftentimes, whenever this subject comes up, it's usually catered towards men, but women struggle with lust just as much as men. We just don't have an outward reflection of what we're feeling inwardly. If you know, you know. So, what is porn? Hey, you are watching and listening to the Emerge podcast with Ashley Henderson. The Emerge episodes will be uploaded on a weekly basis to help you achieve personal growth, discover your entrepreneur skills, and stay inspired with Christian motivation by discovering the Bible was and still is very relevant. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Emerge podcast so you don't miss weekly videos on inspiration and encouragement. All right, saints, let's tune in to this week's episode. According to Google search engine, porn is the depiction of erotic behavior, as in pictures or writing, intended to cause sexual excitement. About 200,000 in the U.S. are considered porn addicts. 68% of young adult males and 18% of females use porn weekly. Remarkably, 79% of American men have viewed porn during their lifetime, as have 64% of Christian males and 15% of Christian females monthly. Around 9% report an addiction to online porn, while 20% of users feel controlled by their sexual desires from excessive use. Now, I want to discuss a few things on this topic, things such as why it's dangerous to believers, my testimony, and of course, spiritual and practical ways to overcome lust once and for all. So why is it dangerous to believers? Well, the gospel of Jesus Christ teaches that pornography is immoral. The Savior counseled us to keep our minds, thoughts, and hearts pure. Using pornography evokes lustful feelings and leads us away from purity. Now, as we seek to keep ourselves pure and build healthy connections with others, we can find true happiness. I was introduced to the sin of pornography at or around age six or seven. I remember these TV shows and movies, they had these erotic scenes in them and my eyes were just drawn to the screen. Also, being around friends from church whenever we had sleepovers, there was a spirit of lust in the atmosphere. I didn't know it was demonic back then, but obviously I do now. And on top of that, I was sexually molested by a family member and that opened the door for that demonic spirit to be on me. If you factor all that in and add that pornography was something my parents dealt with and their parents dealt with on both sides, I now understand why the enemy fought me so hard in my childhood and for basically my entire life. He wanted to silence my voice and to keep me from telling my truth, which exposes his lies. I want to discuss the importance of epigenetic inheritance or also known as generational patterns and or curses. Well, I don't like to use the word curse, so I'm going to use patterns moving forward. Come take a look at this verse. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin. 
but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. Now, I am co-responsible for doing the best and making the best decisions I could with the information I have been given, but I can take full responsibility for my actions and sins and hold myself accountable because of this one liberating verse that I want to share with you. You ask, doesn't the child pay for the sins of the parents? No, for if the child does what is just and right and keeps my decrees, that child will surely live. The person who sins is the one who will die. The child will not be punished for the parent's sins, and the parent will not be punished for the child's sins. Righteous people will be rewarded for their own righteousness behavior, and wicked people will be punished for their own wickedness. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace and mercy. God has factored in all the sins you will ever do in this lifetime, and Jesus still got up on that blessed cross praying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So yes, it is finished. He remembers our sins no more, but that doesn't take away the punishment of sin, which is death. You have a choice. Both yes and no have consequences. You don't have to give into your flesh, and I'll speak more on that subject later. So let's talk about ways to overcome the sin of pornography, and yes, speaking from experience. I have three spiritual points and three practical points but of course, you are all welcome to leave in the comments below what has worked for you so we can set our brothers and sisters free in this area. Starting off with three spiritual ways to overcome lust. Number one, repentance. Repentance is not a bad thing, but a godly thing. Just come back. God will not gaslight you. He's not going to throw your absence in your face. He misses you. And like the prodigal son, he is running to you as you are running to him. These are the words of our Abba Father. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Point number one, repentance. Point number two, pray constantly. There's always this negative connotation that comes with confessing to the sin of pornography or any sin for that matter. Saints, you are saved and sanctified, but you will get horny, and that's okay. The fact that you experience sexual arousal and getting horny shouldn't produce shame and embarrassment within you. Desiring to be touched, caressed, and held intimately and deeply by the opposite sex is a natural need the Creator placed in humans to be expressed and met in a healthy, wholesome, and godly manner within the confines of marriage. I'll bet. Getting horny is a natural part of life, like all good things given by God. We have to learn how to manage and control ourselves, or we will find ourselves on the path of sin, yet saved, sanctified, horny, but grieved in spirit. So, with that being said, talk to him. Say, God, I'm horny. Be honest and vulnerable like David with your prayers. He created your sexual organs to pray over them. He cares about you more than you know. He truly does. He cares about everything concerning you. Many believers don't pray about sexual sins they wrestle with because they believe God doesn't care about that area of their lives. So we can talk to God about school, work, family problems, 
finances, businesses, our spiritual walk, etc. But when it comes to our sexual expressions, we remain silent on how to navigate it along with other temptations we face. However, this is the wrong way to do things. We must involve God in our sexual expression because when we involve him, he informs our decisions and helps us stay on the narrow path of sexual purity. Number one, repentance. And number two, pray constantly. Point number three, fasting and journaling. There's a free resource available to you on the Emerge podcast website that I will link in the description below. The resource is a PDF of the 10 types of fast mentioned in the word of God. And I won't be covering all of them in this video, but here are a few that have worked for me. The 40 day soul fast. I mentioned this book in last week's episode, and I will link it in the description below. This book helps you identify who you are in Christ to become your true authentic self for your good and for his glory. Another fast that helped me overcome the sin of pornography, the Daniel's fast. Dieting is a very important and necessary step to overcome this sin. I'll talk more in depth about the importance of why you shouldn't skip this step with the practical, with the practical tips to follow. And the most recent fast that I just came off of is the Esther fast, which can be found in the book of obviously Esther. The second half to fasting is journaling. God's people were told to write the vision and make it plain. As you can see, um, writing comes naturally to me and it helps me express the feelings that I have when I'm aroused and I'm unable to say them aloud. So second half journaling. Now, let's cross over to the practical ways to overcome the sin of pornography. And yes, still speaking from experience. Number one, accountability. You need accountability partners. My mother was the first person I told about my pornography addiction. I believe it was around age 22 or so, and she revealed to me that this had been in the family for generations. Go back to the point where I touched upon epigenetic inheritance or generational patterns to see what I mean. But she also let me know that she never struggled with pornography, so I knew she couldn't help or she can only help me so far in this area. The second person I confessed my sin to was my spiritual mentor, and she led me to point number two of the practical ways to overcome the sin of pornography. Point number two, self-control and taking action. First, you are not alone. Seriously, these statistics, when I first saw them, it, they blew my mind. These statistics are crazy high for this addiction and one practical tip that helped after taking accountability was research. I was led by the Holy Spirit through my mentor to the Messenger X app, which is a free app with free courses. John Revere has struggled with the sin of pornography, but has been delivered for over 30 years. He has a free course within this free app on how to become porn free. I've taken this course myself multiple times because your healing takes time and I am porn free. So yes, saints, it works. Number three, boundaries. Similar to prayer and fasting, dieting is so much more than the food you consume. It also has to do with the relationships you're entertaining or the people with that same lustful spirit you've given access to. Media consumption, TVs, movies, music, etc. Saints, all this plays a part in setting up boundaries for yourself so that you do not fall short in this area. I get it. You, you open up 
Instagram, TikTok, and before you can even, there's a half naked person on your screen. Sin has become so normalized that it's difficult to know what's right or wrong. But maybe this verse can give you the freedom that you are looking for. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Personally, I've been taking social media breaks every single week because it's been exhausting and detrimental to my mental health. Admitting you have a problem or an addiction, addictions, isn't a sign of weakness, but of strength. Boundaries and limitations are to keep the right people and things in and the wrong people and things out. Turn on D&D, block those websites, have a friend or family member set up a passcode restriction. These are things that could really work for you. I've picked up self-control, which is a fruit of the spirit. And I believe if you have one fruit, you have them all. I know that was a lot, but the last thing I'll discuss is the purpose of this topic. For one, I want to tear down myths regarding the topic of porn. Lies that I believe, such as I'm single and I'm not hurting anyone. Of course I was. Not only is sexual immorality the only sin that you commit against yourself, but if you are planning to be married and have kids one day, like I believe God has in store for me, I want to overcome this in my singleness so that I don't bring this in my marriage and my kids' future. It really is not about us, saints. It's about Jesus and what he's doing through us. Another myth, masturbation. Remember this verse that I mentioned earlier. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Masturbation most often occurs when a person is thinking sexual thoughts about someone who is not his or her spouse. Now, of course, take this back to the secret place and ask God for your own personal revelation. This is my personal conviction. Last myth I'll mention because there are so many to draw from. But I want to keep this video somewhat short. And if you want a part two, just let me know in the comment section below. Last lie. That porn is something I will never overcome. It's a part of who I am. And since I've struggled with it so long, I will never overcome it. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Because I and many others have overcome the sin of lust in Jesus' name. I am not my flesh. I am not my sexual organs or my hormones. These are good things, not bad, and I've previously had a distorted, tainted view of a very good thing due to the lies I used to believe coming from the enemy. I choose to replace these lies with the truth of who God says that I am. I am his child, and he is my Abba Father. I am the head and not the tail, above and never beneath, a royal priesthood. I am heirs to the throne and fellow heirs with Christ. He calls me friend. I am his and he is mine. Yes, you can overcome anything by the blood of Jesus Christ. You can be set free once and for all. I want to pray over you. Father, forgive us. God, you made our bodies and said they were good. But when I lust, I'm simply reducing a person to shapes, angles, and proportions. When I lust, I misuse what you created to be good. Even though I know it's not good and not a part of your plan, I struggle with it. On some level, it brings me satisfaction, but then quickly I feel regret, shame, and embarrassment. It's destroying me. Please help me fight against it. God, help me to stop nurturing this desire. 
Help me to stop thinking about it. Help me to take Jesus' words seriously when he commands us to limit what we see and to take drastic measures to remove the temptations. Reveal to me what that may look like. Then I ask for your strength to remove the temptation once and for all. Do not allow me to make excuses. Help me to see that no preventative measure is too extreme as I seek a pure heart. God, help me think about you and all that you have done. Allow these truths of your mighty work to give me the hope and the strength to resist lust. I want you to fill my brain instead of lustful thoughts. I need more of you and less of me. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You do not have to battle this alone. Please feel free to reach out in the comments section below or to your local church. Be honest about your struggles and don't keep anything back. Find a mature Christian that will give you the wisdom you need and the strength to walk alongside of you. Confess your sins to one another. You are not alone in this struggle. God can help you as you fight this sin in your life. Continue to pray. Continue to read. Believe and receive God's truth and reach out to a Christian friend. All right, saints. Be blessed and I will catch you in the next one.